to air traffic control. Air traffic control, clear for takeoff. Australia. Australia. Break, break it down. We're going global. Global. Yeah. When it's new. It's hot. It's Australia. It's Australia. It's Australia. It lands first. It lands first. Say my name. The Dustin Skipworth Project. The Dustin Skipworth Project. This is ASAP Rocky. Shout out to Dustin Skipworth. Hey, this is Tone tonight, and I'm hanging out with my guy, Dustin Skipworth. What's up? This is Amy Shark hanging out on the DSP with Dustin Skipworth. Enjoy the flight. The Dustin Skipworth Project starts now. All right, so last time I checked in with uh, my man, Oliver Cronin. His name was Asher. He decided, uh, you know, there was a name change. He's dropped a massive amount of music um, last year, and then he went on a bit of a hiatus, and he uh, joins me again. So Oliver, for the first time, Oliver Cronin on the DSP. How you been? I'm, I'm great. Man. I'm living life. That's yeah, good time to be alive. Why the uh, why the change? You know, last time we talked, um, you were Asher. Now, well, you always were Oliver Cronin. That's your your real name. Um, but why the change from um, you know this, the the pseudo name of Asher you were going by? Well, I, I originally chose Asher. Asher's my middle name. So for, everyone was so confused when I first came out with Oliver Cronin. It's like, where'd you get Asher from? But Asher's my middle name. So to put that out there, it's it's not something random. Um, I felt like um, I just needed a switch up of my music. Um, I, I love making pop music. I love making hip hop music. Um, but a big, you know, a big part of what I want to do going forward and, you know, part of my brand is I want to start moving into the pop lane, which I feel like I have. Um, and I think one of the main things with that is like, if we're going to change the sound and the style and the brand, you know, maybe it's best to just change everything and change the name as well. And, you know, I guess you look at all the massive pop stars, Justin Bieber, Ed Sheeran, like everyone so forth. Um, it's all their names. It's all the first two names. And I think there's like a statistic about, artists with two artist names doing better than artists with one artist name, which is like a tiny little thing. We're like, you know, let's, let's give it a go. And yeah. you can't go wrong with the actual name either. So. Yeah. And so for you and your team, was that a tough decision? Cause you, you, you know, you had, I, I want to say, you know, when you decided, all right, I'm going to change my name. It was kind of at the peak of when you were starting to really, you know, make some noise and, and I saw your following start to grow your numbers on Spotify was it easy decision then to, to, to make that change? We've been, we were talking about it for a good, like six months. Everyone was just sort of hinting now and then just like, Oh, Oliver Cronin sounds cool. And I, you know, I hated it because you know, it's my, like, like I hated Asher when I first tried Asher, I hated Oliver Cronin. I was like, that's like, it sounds so weird. Um, but you know, I, I had to like look past that and you know, a lot of other people on the outside were saying, look, this is a really sick name. It sounds great. So just go with it. And I was like, look, we just, we just got to just do it. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a, it was a very difficult decision for me to let go of Asher. Um, Cause I felt like I built this whole thing around Asher and all the people I'd met in the music scene knew me as Asher. And now they had to call me Oliver. And it was, it was weird, but I'm so glad it, it happened. And so I guess at that same time, when you made that decision and, and you decided, you know, this is the lane you want to go in. Is that, does that explain the kind of hiatus that you have taken since, you know, Drip came out and then to dropping on me now? It's been, you know, almost 
10 months? It's, it's been, yeah, it's been almost a year, I think. Yeah. Um, I think it came out in April. Um, uh, I think we were just trying to get all the music right. Um, I felt like I was a bit here and there with, you know, where I wanted to be um, as, a, as an artist. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, I sort of came out of the gates really quickly without having that much experience under my belt. And I think I needed a little bit of break in order to really figure out who I am as an artist and who I want to be. Um, and we knew with a change of sound and brand and name that we couldn't come out, you know, like cold. We, we have to make sure that everything is perfect for the, for the drop, for the release. You know, we have to make sure the brand is better. We have to get people used to Oliver Cronin. So it was, it was a bit of a, you know, I really wanted to drop. I love dropping music and I was posting stuff on TikTok and everyone was like, when is this guy going to drop? And I was just like, oh, but I'm, I'm actually really glad that we had that that break because you know it, i i think it's it's all going to pay off in the end tiktok i feel like for you was such a an opening and a platform that really allowed a lot of people that didn't know who oliver cronin was to um be exposed to it how um how and when did you really i guess start to get a feel of how that space was going to work for you because i've shown artists what you've done as a bit of like, this is the kind of content and this is the level that you need to be at on that space. I was very reluctant to join TikTok as I feel like a lot of artists are at the start. Um, just because, you know, there, there's so many mixed, mixed, you know, feelings about TikTok. Um, and as an artist, you know, you, you have to like, in order to go on TikTok, I knew that in order to actually really build a platform on TikTok, you have to stay really, really consistent and really get on your grind. And I think going back to the break, I think it was the perfect time. I said, look, I'm not releasing music during this time. I could either be sort of stagnant as an artist and not really go anywhere in this next 12 months or however long it will be. Um, or I can start actually really put my foot down and I make so much music. What, what, like, what am I to lose for putting it on TikTok? And so, yeah, I, I spent a while trying to figure out a niche and where I will fit in because it's so crowded and always, and you know, it's flooded nowadays. It's the biggest social media app in the world. So, you know, I had, to, I spent a while trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to do there that's different than, you know, the other artists because there's millions of artists on there. Um, and I, I guess I was like, you know, I, I produce, why not, um, you know, show off a little bit of production, you know, with a, with a few remixes. And I was also skeptical for putting out my unreleased music because I didn't know, you know, if I was allowed to do that or whatnot. Um, so, you know, I started doing these TikTok remixes um, that just gave me the platform, I guess, then to branch off and sort of do what I want. Did you think that you would get that kind of traction that quickly? Not at all. I, I think I posted like two remixes that did you know nothing and was like oh this is a drag i hate this yeah. um, let me do one more and then you know i i woke up with you know a million views on it i was like this is i'd seen it happen to people i'm like this is not doesn't really happen but you know it was it gave me the sense of like all right this is this is a real possibility that i can really blow from this and every tiktok i post every remix i post would just yeah, go off, I guess, but I never expected it at all. 
And so from there you started to do like this song per day. So you were like really locked in and writing every day and recording and, 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 and creating this content. Did that help you to, um, I guess, level up very quickly because you were doing it so frequently and you were forcing yourself to write and to create? Yeah. Oh, that, that was a, it was a really fun challenge that, um, yeah, it was, I, I mean, I do, I do create music pretty much every day and I did before that. And that was why I was like, look, I make these, I make songs every day. And I feel like one of my points of difference is, is I do that and not many people do that. And I was like, how can I actually show people and prove people that I, I have a, you know, incredible work ethic. So I was, it was, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun, but it was, I did stop it after a while because I was getting really burnt out because there's, there's a limit you can go. Like I was, I did it for I think a month and then I was burnt out and had to have a break. Is it very obvious when a song is going to be like, oh, this is a hit or this is something that I'm actually going to do? Or is it more other people's reaction to the, to the music? It's a bit of both. Um, a lot of times I think, oh, I've made, you know, the next smash hit or whatnot. And then I put it on TikTok and, you know, it does, it does nothing. And now I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe this isn't it. And, you know, I put certain songs on TikTok that do really well that I'm like, this isn't that good. And I guess the day and age we live in right now is TikTok songs are the, the biggest songs. You look at the charts, they're all dominated by TikTok. So as much as people hate it, you know, a lot of time now I find myself writing songs for TikTok. And for, you know, I know this is going to do well on TikTok because I feel like TikTok's the the best platform for an artist to blow up. You know what I mean? It, t- it changes people's life overnight. I've been talking about this recently and, I, and I'd love to get your um, thought on it because you are so tied into that TikTok world. You know, as an artist, we go back, you know, 15, 20 years ago and artists didn't really have to worry about creating content. You know what I mean? They wrote their music and that's what they were. That's what they stood for. Nowadays, you have to be a brand. You have to be on social media. How is it for you? Uh, do you embrace it or would you rather just be an artist that got to sit there in a studio and write? That's a really good question because I, I always think about this and I always talk to other people about this because I feel like a lot of people especially who have been around, you know, for a while, like, oh, it's so much easier nowadays. You have the internet, you, you know, have TikTok, you can blow up so quickly and so easily. But then, you know, you think about it. And as you said, like, I feel like if you were a really talented artist, you know, before the internet sort of took off, I feel like it was probably easier to, to manage as you said, you, you all have to do is write great music and the labels and whatnot do the rest. But nowadays there's so much that time and effort that goes into it. But at the same time, I feel like it's a way that you can become more connected to your fans and actually build an even more loyal fan base and be able to bring fans along the journey with you. Because back when there was no internet that I, I mean, look, I wasn't really around, but like there, <laughs> yeah. there wasn't much of a way to connect with your fans. You know what I mean? And Sometimes after I, you know, I have a big week and I get so drained and like I've got to post a TikTok tonight, I hate this. I wish I could just sit and write my music all day, every day. Like sometimes I, I feel like I wish I was back before the internet, but I, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's such a personal thing that I know a lot of people who just can't stand doing TikToks and, you know, just want to write 
bite and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. Right before you, um, you know, drop drip, or maybe it was just after you drop drip. Um, one of your friends and and someone that you know I, I see you with a lot and and around the same team. You know, you you dropped for the night, which you know we went crazy with on this with Mason Dane. You know, you've had a front seat to watch him over the last, you know, six months as well. And I really have always, I've been saying for the last year, like you guys, your crew, like you're doing it the right way. How has it been the experience, like watching him and being around him, you know, over the last year? Oh, it's, it's incredible. And I'm so proud of him. Like and he's been on the grind for, you know, a lot longer than I have. And, you know, he has incredible music, but it's, um, it's as you know, saying that's the power of the internet and that's the power of TikTok. Um, you know, none of that would have happened if it wasn't fully internet and TikTok. And you know, having someone like T Pain get on board is, it's incredible and it's super inspiring. You know, seeing that that is such a possibility that you know cosigns and it shows you how big a cosign is. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. I like I feel so excited you know, for myself, because, you know, like a win for him is a win for everyone and a win for the Australian music industry. So yeah, um, it's only going up for him and for everyone really. Does it feel like this is a big year? Like this is the the beginning of, you know, all that work you put in, in 2021? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, After, you know, speaking to the boys about their trip to LA and, you know, everything that came from that it's like wow like i can't wait you know i I see all the boys you know i see sahil over in la with Leroy now you know it's we're going to la in april um so i feel like you know we had we had a lot of restrictions in 2021 couldn't do much and as you said i think all the the time and effort put into the music and the grind is all gonna come to fruition this year so yeah it's exciting Let's let's talk about this new track on me, um, uh, uh, and the music video as well, which is which is dope, bro. Like props to you, like you really, I uh, you really did something individual, and you kind of you went out of your own, and, and, it, and you kind of you made a special moment with that one. Where's this um, where's this song come from? You've been sitting on it for about eighteen months, I hear. I've been sitting on this song for ages. I wrote this with um with Cyrus and uh, Ned Houston, um, yeah, about eighteen months ago. Um, and it's still probably like one of my favorite songs I've ever written. Um, yeah, sort of just about, um, one of the, well, I forget who, but one of the boys was, um, you know, just going through a tough time. They, you know, done something to hurt their partner and, you know, was like, ah, like, how do, like, how do I get over this? And, you know, and so the song's sort of about letting someone down and doesn't necessarily have to be a partner or a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. It's just letting someone or something down and realizing that the, the best thing to, you know, move forward in that situation is to admit your mistakes and, you know, admit where you've went wrong. So I, I love writing love songs and songs about love. And I feel like that's something I didn't do enough of, um, you know, back in 2020, 2021, 2021. So I'm very happy that this year is the the year for me to drop my love songs. <laughs> Oliver Cronin, captain of the love, the love boat, we'll call you moving forward. Um, for you, is it easier to write songs when it's a personal experience or is it easier when you have a little bit of um, distance between the actual emotion, you know, like a friend that the, the that this has happened to? Uh, great question. Um, both, um, you know, me being 19 or 20 almost. Um, and, you know, I feel like I haven't 
experienced that much of life compared to a lot of other people. Um, you know, I, I, there, I, there's certain things that, you know, I've never experienced that I know are really crazy experiences that I would love to write about. And so I draw a lot of inspiration on, you know, having just conversations. Every time I have a conversation with someone, I always try and, you know, remember it, remember certain things they've said or certain things they've gone through and you're like, oh, this is a really cool concept for a song. Um, so I love writing from other people's perspectives and for my take on other people's, you know, experiences. But, you know, it's always, it's always easy for writing from your own experience as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I try and put myself in other people's shoes a lot and write from their perspective. But I feel like there's always, there's always, you can always make something personal out of a situation. You know, like a lot of times, you know, I put when I was writing on me, I put myself in his shoes, in, you know, and like what, what would I feel if I went through this situation or was going through it? So, yeah, a bit of both. So pretty much you got to just be really careful about the stories that you tell you because you never know it could end up in a, in a song. Never know. Yeah. So if you're talking to me, just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> the music video, um, where'd the idea come from? Execution wise, you nailed it. Uh, what was going on there? Oh, it was, it was an insane video. Um, we were, we were chatting with Hutch, shout out Hutch Collective for, for bringing the vision to light. Um, I wanted something that really portrayed the emotion of the song because it's quite an emotional and deep song. Um, and they actually came up with the idea of the water theme um, of water being such a, you know, a metaphor, a symbol for, you know, reflection and looking back on things. Um, and, you know, I think we really wanted to have it really cinematic and not too complex. So, you know, we had the, the idea of, you know, just doing an everyday thing, you know, you know, waking up in your room, but having, you know, the walls flood, you know, the, the start raining and, and something that makes you very uncomfortable and, you know, the shots with the mirror, you know, looking back at yourself, you know, your past self and having the water around you, um, just such a reflective, you know, vibe um, and quite emotional, I think, with the rain. But uh, I did not expect it to turn out as good as it did, to be honest. That's a win. If, 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 it, if it turns out better than you had it in your mind, then you've got the right creative team around you. Yeah, when they, when they were talking about the rain and stuff, I was like, this is going to be... It's going to be big to pull off, but uh, it was, I'm super happy with it. So from here, you know, you took a year off to kind of um, uh, figure out the lane and, 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 and to rebrand. How does this next, you know, six months look for, for you? You've got this track out. Is it go time? Like, are you really pressing go and we're going to be seeing a lot of Oliver Cronin? I see a lot of Oliver Cronin. Yeah. We're, we're consistently dropping, um, the tracks, the tracks are just a whole nother level, man. Um, I've been, yeah. Oh, I'm just so excited. It's, it's been a long time coming. I've had a lot of tracks in the bank that, you know, has been waiting to come out. Um, on me is just the start. That's for sure. Well, I'm, I'm excited because I, I can only imagine how much music you could create in a year, just kind of seeing what you do on the daily on TikTok. So, um, yeah, man, super proud of what you're doing and what you and your team are doing out there. And this new track, uh, we're going to go crazy with it on the DSP. And you've always got a home right here, bro, whenever uh, you need to release new music. Thank you. Thank you very much. I always, always appreciate your support. DSP to air traffic control. Air traffic control, clear for landing. Landing gear to...
Thanks for flying with the Dustin Skipworth Project. The Dustin Skipworth Project. Catch the podcast and playlist now.